What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the kingdom. As always, my name is Drums, and I'm joined by the brothers behind King Golf, Regan and Jordan Headley, as we usually do. Can't say always anymore because we call audibles every now and then, but we'll send it up north to our boy Reg, see what's going on up there. How you doing, big guy? Yeah, there's no cough attack this week, so there's no audibles this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, not much is going on up here. Golf course open in Brand today would have killed to uh, to be there, but couldn't make it work. Um, very, 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 very exciting weekend on tap for me. Uh, the annual, I should, I guess it is. It's the second annual trip to UND with uh, seven of us from uh, town here to go see Reese play for the weekend. Uh, we're going to leave Friday morning. Boys decided they couldn't wait any longer, so we're leaving tomorrow after work. So it's going to turn into a uh, a three-day weekend down at UND, so it's uh, it's exciting. It's like Christmas morning, honestly. <laughs> I think Drums is having some issues here. Yeah, Drums might be gone. Drums is texting, oh boy, that's never good. <clears throat> uh, anyways, we're going to carry on here. Maybe Drums will be here, maybe Drums will not be here. I'm sure he'll figure it out, uh, but we'll carry on <laughs> as usual. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Uh, when uh, you you sound good on my end, so I, I don't know if it's either one of us. Okay, yeah, same to you. Uh, when are you going there? Tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow after work. Beauty. How far is that trip? About six hours, I think. Two oh. hours on the way, two hours on the way, but on the way there and ten on the way back. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Although, I'm the opposite of you. I always think that time goes by way faster uh, when you're coming back, you have said the opposite before. So, uh, we're going to kick drums out of here for a second <laughs> until he gets his shit together. Uh, but yeah, what's I mean, it's, what's that? What's going on there? Oh, not much. Pretty quiet here right now. Still snow on the ground. I don't know what, uh, the big difference between here and Brandon is, but guys are golfing here and we're struggling to get out of the driveways in Rossburn. So, uh, different part of the world, I guess, kind of shitty, but also pretty nice out here. I'm a big fan of winter here. Uh, it's just beautiful looking outside and, uh, very peaceful. I say that every show, but it's the truth. And, uh, not, I ate, uh, usually I eat the Spence Bros Zaw before the show. Not tonight. I, uh, jumped the gun last night, ate it and, uh, oh, drums is fully gone now. Wanted to eat the pizza last night, ate it. So tonight I had chicken and pasta, and I ate so much pasta. I should, I don't know. I should be in jail. I ate so much pasta. Like, I do not feel well. You can probably hear my stomach grumbling. It's so full. Like, how Uh, much are we talking? We're talking, like, I tried a new package. I don't know how long it was in the pantry for. I don't know where it came from. And you know when you go to, like, put pasta into the bowl, you don't really know how much is going to be made. It seems like a lot less than actually comes out. So I had a full plate of pasta, chicken, like half a can of tomato sauce because I wanted to use that up, and uh, two pieces of cheese toast. So I'm like, I could be in a full-out coma right now. (laughs) Drummy's back. Welcome, Drummy. How you doing, bud? I think he looks like he's on channel four of the uh, dial-up TVs. The picture from my end, anyways. He looks like he's uh, taking whatever Christia Freeland's been taking. 
you always got to get something. I don't even know who that is. Um, <laughs> you don't know who that is? No, I don't have oh a clue. Uh, Cammy's in the chat yeah. tonight. Don't cross the border at Emerson. Waited for over an hour last weekend. What was going on there, though? I feel like there was something. Oh, the Vikings were playing. It's also Black Friday this weekend, so I don't know what's going to happen, isn't it? I think it's I'm, getting all these, I'm getting all these deals on my phone as if it's this weekend, but yeah, maybe you're right. I thought it was uh, last Friday because I got like a thousand emails from companies saying Black Friday week. I don't. It's just like November. As soon as, uh, well, not even American American companies don't even wait for Remembrance Day to be over. But as, as soon as November hits, it's like Black Month. Did it not used to be uh, like a different thing? Like I feel like online shopping kind of killed Black Friday. Well, yeah, Black Friday used to be like you go to the stores and they had all the deals and on wait, in yeah. or items. But they I think they still do it. Yeah, and it, it it absolutely like it floors me like. Sorry, I, I I was panicking. I'll I'll just find it at the time. I was looking. I just remembered you said to get a video of uh, video for later on in the show, and I panicked and I didn't get it. But I'll I want to focus on this. Yeah, uh, back. Why do people ever buy TVs and stuff like that any other time of the year? I guess if you, I I think I've said it on here before, but like if you if you need one at the time, I guess it's the only time. But like they go down to like half price. Every Black Friday, like it's nothing new. Like I think I bought three of the four TVs I have on Black Friday, and the other one I got on a crazy good deal somewhere else. Like I can't imagine paying full price for a TV. If you're playing, if you're paying full price for a TV, you're a dummy. Or oh, Jeremy's back on his phone. Nice. Yeah, pumped about it too. You're gonna have to use your AI software to clean up your audio. Apparently. <laughs> Gonna have to use <laughs> uh, Okay, so we're gonna. You're a little bit laggy, but you're okay. Um, okay how, good. How's your mic? What uh, are you using for a, a mic? The telephone. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you called into the show. <laughs> we've we've got Long Jason. Time from, first time caller. <laughs> we've got Jason from Brandon on the line. Jason, tell us about how things are going in Brandon. <laughs> yeah, you know, over here in Brandon, she's pretty nice, you know, uh, real, real nice for middle of November. Uh, I saw a bunch of the boys were out golfing today, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, not oh, much man. over here. Uh, pretty pretty relaxed, pretty uh, – we, we accomplished a lot of family things this weekend, so it was uh, a decently relaxing, long weekend, so it was good. <laughs> I I caught some of that drums, not all of it though. <laughs> um, the Bring mic is, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say the Did mic's great. Is there any chance of uh, boosting that mic or changing it or something? If wow. not, we'll move on. But actually, give me one second here. Or keep going. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay, I'll mute you. That was our uh, special 150 episode guest, uh, Drums. <laughs> Reggie's still losing his marbles here. Uh, <laughs> what are we even talking about? He came on. And he's, 
pretending like he was a caller. And then only his voice changed where they still sound like he was still a caller. Okay, let's oh, get things okay, under, okay. Okay. get things under control. Um, back to where we were. Yeah, Black Friday. I mean, it's the same for me. It's the same as like uh, Moore's. So I worked at Moore's for like a year, and if you go into uh, <clears throat> you back, thanks, so. a little better. Uh, if you go into Moore's and like buy a full price suit there. You're a, you're an idiot. Like you're dumb. It, the suits go from like a thousand dollars to like three hundred dollars every month. Yeah, it's the same with a lot of stores, but I mean, they must get idiots that buy at full price. Well, yeah, they, and for, like if they sell if they sell one suit at a thousand, I mean, it's like getting three birds stolen at once. Yeah, you no, know, like, and, and then they with moors, it's like. People need suits sometimes, like funerals. Funerals is a big one. Like that's the main one where you like need a suit this week. Weddings you can plan a little bit further ahead in advance, but funerals are their big like get got you, which is kind of you know yeah. <laughs> shitty. But yeah, um, it's the same for TVs. Like if your TV breaks, you're not going to wait till next Black Friday to buy one. Right. Mers is also good. Like uh, if you're on their mailing list or sign up with them or whatever it is, like. Every time I go there, they're like, let me just check your account and see if there's any gift cards on there. And sure as shit, there's like a hundred bucks every time I go there. Usually like they get 50 bucks for your birthday or something like that to spend at the store. So yeah, you're, yeah. you're absolutely crazy if you end up paying full price. Yeah. Why did you pick up another uh, TV, Reg? No, no. We were talking about crossing the border and then it turned into Black Friday. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Moore's. Like, they got to be the one place ever, besides, like, small-town businesses that, like, has never gone online. Like, if you... Well, because it's such a... If you try to, you try to shop online for Moors, have you ever tried to go on their website? It's nothing. I feel like well, I could create a better one right? tonight. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, they but I mean, like, you have to go get fitted, you have... After, they're gonna have to adjust things, so tough to buy that off off online, I guess. Yeah, they still have like ninety. No, I shouldn't say ninety, but like half the store is still like off the shelf products. So I mean, they could. Mm. I just think that they're still pretty behind the times in a lot of ways. So who knows? It's been like that since I was there, honestly, which was ten years ago now, pretty much ten years ago. Wild. Was working there while I was at BU. It's a pretty good job, actually. I shouldn't bash them too much. And uh, they've done pretty well for themselves, all things considered. But you're right, Reggie. They're like the only store that hasn't been consumed by, uh, you know. But that's big box stores. But even Best Buy, like the majority of their sales, I'd imagine, are still online. For sure. So, anyways, let's get to some golf stuff. Reggie, do the cheers tonight. We're 12 minutes in here. It's been a bit of a shit show. So, let's speed things up. The first cheers, uh, we're actually going to do two tonight. The first cheers uh, goes out to Gary Woodland. Uh, had had a brain tumor, right? Yeah. Yep. They removed it. He is. Uh, he just went to his uh, 
his first, I guess, public outing. Did you guys see the video from the weekend? Yeah. He actually looks pretty good. Um, and he's talking about uh, golfing again in January competitively. The doctors are saying that it's probably not possible, but he's thinking he's going to try it. So uh, <laughs> good on him. I mean, that's it's crazy, man. Absolutely nuts. I think it's better to set a unattainable goal for yourself than not set anything. So him drop, but pushing himself to get to that January uh, deadline or whatever he's given himself, it's only going to help him in the long run. Yeah, 100%. Even if he doesn't make it, right? Mm-hmm. It is crazy, though. Like, we talked about this last show, I think, or the show before, but, you know, you have a brain tumor, and it's gone pretty quick. And, you know, the doctors and the the technology that we have now available, like 10 years ago, that's not a thing. 20 years ago, probably might be dead by now. So mm-hmm. it just shows you how, you know, how things are progressing in the medical world and the medical field. And, you know, we're going to look at things as if they're a miracle. And that, and that in a way it is, but it just shows how far um, the advancements have come. So... But you still have to be, you know, you still have to be in good spirits to be setting goals like that is good. So shout out to Gary. I've always liked him. Um, yeah, he's always been a very likable guy. He seems like one of those good old boys, you know, from oh, yeah. the South. So cheers, Gary. Cheers to Gary. And we were we were on the show. We actually talked about him last week. But the, the second cheers this week, we, we couldn't decide between one or the other. So we decided to do both because who doesn't really want to? to drink anyways um second cheers it's one of my this was you, you had ty tyron jordan i think camilo was probably like my guy growing up besides tiger like he was kind of he was my favorite golfer for the longest time i mean i used to imitate him i think every kid in the world imitated him getting down to the green reading putts i mean he was the most popular guy for a long time and we talked about his uh his style did you guys see the the color pop and on uh, Sunday, oh yeah, unreal, heavy pop, <clears throat> unbelievable. Hey, eh? how good did he look in all white? He might have Sunday white now. Yeah, that he looks sharp, man. He's a good looking dude. Was he the first guy where you were like, okay, this guy's got some? What do they call it? Some style swagger. Well, I guess style swag, like back in the day, where it was more so. Oh, look at what he's wearing. Yeah, then his golf game. And then that just kind of brought in Ricky, and then everybody just followed suit with what they're wearing. He always had JL, right? We said he was Puma, but I think he was always JL. Was JL even around then? Must have been. I'm pretty sure he was like the beginning of JL, man, honestly. Like, I think he's always kind of had that exact same style. And then with the Jordans, like, oh, man, he's sick. It was so sick to watch him win, man. I was so pumped. And you could tell, like, everybody, like, Everybody on the broadcast, everybody on everything. He beat Alex Noren, and Noren was like pumped, like gave him a big hug. Like, guy's been through yeah, a lot. Yeah, I didn't. Been through a lot. They lost their 22 month old daughter in 2021. Um, so, like, I can't even imagine. Like, when shitty things with kids show up, like on TV or on my phone, it's like, I gotta get rid of it because I can't look at that yeah. stuff anymore. Um, so I can imagine going through something like that and then bringing yourself back out of the darkness and returning to this special form that uh, he's kind of been blessed with. Did you watch any of it, either of you guys? No. Nope. I just caught highlights. 
I saw the highlights he was, too. He was hitting like like sick shots. Like I'm not like he wasn't just like stepping up and like hitting like a a 320 yard drive straight down the middle. Like he's just like shaping the shit out of his driver and his three wood man. Like he was hitting like almost like hooks. How just, old is he now? Uh, 41, I think it said he was. 41. Still Which, got some game, clearly. Yeah, yeah big cheers to him Tons. and uh, and his family, his wife, everybody over there. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and then kind of a, another little, like, good shout-out to sort of piggyback on uh, Camillo, but this fall lineup, uh, I think it was Dustin Dick mentioned it last week. You're yeah. kind of getting the shine back on some of the players that aren't top, top of the marquee. Um, and we've talked about this numerous times on here, that this is something that they definitely need to push for. They're doing it. And you get amazing stories like uh, like Camila. And then last week was an amazing story too. So um, that's what golf is built on. That's what golf's going to succeed on. And that's where they're coming back to. Yeah, I agree. Well said, drums. Did we cheers already? Well, cheers cheers to Camilo, man. God, that was sick to watch. I was so pumped. Um, I ended up watching that video of Ty Tyron of what happened to him. Mm-hmm. It's only 12 minutes long. Might as well go into it. What and, happened? Yeah, I mean, nothing crazy. He was the youngest player to ever qualify for the PGA, which I didn't know, <clears throat> uh, to earn his tour card. He was kind of a child prodigy working with Ledbetter, and he um, he qualified for – he earned his – tour card through q school one year and then just ne- and then he got mono one year oh, right. pretty bad mono and uh so he he only played two rounds two tournaments that year and then got the next year as a medical exemption for mono which is kind of crazy yeah. and then uh he just never found it again but he's the the cool thing is that uh he's been grinding for like the last 15 years like on different tours uh he's won once i think on the corn ferry or maybe the other tour. But anyways, he's kind of got to the point. He took a few years off of golf because he just had enough. And uh, But the good news is, is that he's still, he's like, I'm just going to keep golfing. I love golf. I'm going to do it. Um, as long as I'm in the Reds, I'm going to keep playing these little tours, keep playing as long as I can, as long as I can keep earning uh, a career from it. So pretty cool. Thousand percent, man. That's unreal, actually. That's hilarious. How do you, you just get mono, and all of a sudden, that's the end of your career? <laughs> yeah, no well, doubt. Like vicious, vicious case of it. Yeah, I must have. I had mono. Yeah, it's the would. kissing disease. Yeah, you would kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> I had. I had. You're kissing everybody. You're smooching everybody. He's smooching. Quit smooching. Too much smooching for sure. Okay. Uh, before we get into the golf stuff, shit, I want to give a shout out uh, to Benji, our, our buddy Benji. He fired up uh, a new initiative, I guess you'd say. It's called Backyard Puck. And basically what he's doing is he's going to fire up a YouTube channel. Uh, he's going to be covering... I don't want to really butcher it, so I'll just do my best to kind of talk about what he's doing. But basically, he wants to showcase the best backyard rinks in Canada. So he's going to start locally here in Manitoba, go do features on different uh, backyard rinks, the best ones in the province. 
and he wants to do some like challenges. So if you, you know, if you have a team wants to play another team, I don't know the whole thing, but it's pretty cool. I think that it's uh, Manitoba's kind of the hotbed for the backyard rinks. I think a lot of people are really interested in how they're built, um, seeing them come to life, all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty cool. And uh, I think that he'll do some, some cool things with it. So shout out to Benji. You can find him on Instagram. I think it's just backyard pocket. Better double check that before I give misinfo here. I saw you share that the other day. I didn't know that was Benji. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah, that looks great. They're definitely yeah, becoming big. more and more popular now than they were when they were kids. Yes, big time. Rinks, yeah. Yeah, backyard rinks like crazy, man. Everybody has one. Nobody uh, so had one when we were growing up. No. You know what I think, though? I think the, the reason is, is I think like every school had a – remember those uh, outdoor rinks? On every schoolyard, every elementary school. Yeah, and I guess. And in Dauphin, it was like, okay, walk ten minutes and you got a rink. Go to the DCT, yeah. Yeah. And everybody was there too. Like you never know who right. you're going to play, join a game. Uh, a little different than I mean, it's a little bit different than just going out to the backyard and working on your skills and stuff, which we obviously didn't do. <laughs> I, I also feel like social aspect. I also feel like now, like, take it how you want it. I mean, people don't want their – they. when we were younger, we were 9 and 10, and we would just get dropped off the DCT and be there for eight hours. I mean, yeah. you can't really trust to do that anymore, so I feel like people are having it in someone's back. As sad yeah. as that is, you don't want to leave your yeah, kid there yeah. with all the shit that goes on now. So uh, I feel like people like have it in the not, backyard so one parent can look after it. When I lived in Melita, the rink was – on the way to school uh, from the house. So on the way there, it would stop at the rink, go for like an hour skate. On the way after school, it was I was there till dad came and got me for supper and then back and then back home. So like it was 10 minute walk. So it was perfect. But it, yeah, hundred percent. Like now just let my kid go to the outdoor rink. Not a goddamn chance. No. <laughs> and you don't even live like, I feel like, well, Brandon's bad, but I feel like Dolphin's more, sketchy oh condensed and everybody condensed sketchy all around and yeah. like i'm sure there's still i don't know i i wouldn't let my kid go to the dct either well i shouldn't say that i shouldn't say it on on live tv but yeah i'm not going to drop him off when he's not leaving there for eight hours that's for sure sure enough do you think that okay but at the same time like the golf course you still can do that the golf course is still a pretty safe place to drop off your kids yeah hmm. i would say so yeah but I mean, like when we were kids, like we used to, we'd get dropped off there and then we'd take our skates off and leave, leave them, which is crazy to think about. Now we'd leave all our stuff in the unlocked DCT warm-up shack, walk to Sev, get <laughs> snacks, go back to the outdoor rink and put our stuff back on and go skate. Like, I mean, that's just not going to happen now. Do you think that ever comes back? I don't think yes. so. I don't think it. I don't think there's any reversing it here. I think it does too, honestly. It'll take a while, but I think it comes back. I have a feeling a lot of things are going to take less to get back to how they were than I thought probably like a year ago. Really? Yeah. That's good. I think we thought we like, we've always talked about like the pendulum swinging too far one way. I think just there's enough people that are like, get this motherfucker back over here that are pulling it. It's true. I feel the same drums, but yeah. I mean, I've felt that way for a while now, but it, you know, it's, I think I thought I was thinking about this the other day. 
you know, when you're, when this is, might be a little bit deep for the golf chat, but when you're saving, um, when you're trying to save money, when you're trying to accrue Bitcoin, when you're trying to build muscles at the gym, when you're trying to do this, whatever it is, if you look at things every day, if you look at yourself in the mirror, if you look at your bank account every day, uh, you get so focused on the results instead of like the actual bigger picture process of it. And you kind of forget what's actually happening. Um, and I feel like it's the same thing there. It's like if you actually just focus on doing good instead of like being mad about how shitty things are, um, I think that that's where real action happens. So yeah, that's my, a good point. There's my that's really good point. Light. That's a good point. Um, let's get to some golf, boys. We got a lot of news here for November. Uh, I don't know where to start. Where do you, you want to kick things off, drums with around the greens tonight? Uh, I certainly can. I got to try and uh, go through my phone, so we're going to hopefully stay connected here. Uh, but I'm gonna we're gonna tee off with uh, something that all three of us missed yesterday, and that was the Netflix Cup. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on here, uh, and we were all kind of anticipating watching it, and we dropped the ball. Uh, thankfully, our boy Rob came in clutch, gave me a little breakdown of it, said he watched it uh, <laughs> after after the fact. So I said, okay, you got to give me something to go on here. Uh, said it, uh, I did watch it later so I could skip all the nonsense. It was pretty meh. It was probably a little bit too long. I think it was about two and a half hours. Uh, the squid <laughs> the squid game's hole was terrible. Slowed everything right down. Uh, JT was pretty toler- tolerable. Damon was fun on the call. Pierre Gasly shanked an iron and to, uh, dead right into the crowd, which is pretty funny. Uh, the spear in the background was hilarious. I'm over that fucking spear. Um, they had Marshawn Lynch, absolutely alone, uh, doing the voiceover on the whole flyovers, and uh, he said it was pretty funny. So other than that, I don't know if you got uh, much golf analysis or if there was much golf to be had. Some of the videos that I saw around the event seemed like an absolute shit show um and reminded me a lot of live to be honest with you um did you guys see the uh there was like a protester that was trying to get onto the first tee, and for some reason comedian burt kreischer i don't know if you guys uh have ever seen him he's the machine he has uh he was the person that like grabbed this lady as she was coming he came flying across the tee box grabs this lady and was like oh no 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 and like pushed her back into the crowd but ricky was walking up to the first tee box and this lady comes up with a sign couldn't even catch what was on the side all of a sudden bert tackled her so that was pretty good um i'll probably catch it if i'm bored one day but i don't know man it didn't when it came to it it didn't appeal to me as much as when i thought it Honestly, man, I was at home last night doing nothing. I I actually had the night off completely, and uh, I watched the entire Jets game, which was nice, but that's not part of the story. Um, I was going to try to find a way to watch that, and then I, I seen the highlight on my phone because I, did, I, didn't, like, I knew it was on, but then I forgot, and then I went on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it was like that race to get the ball in. Yeah. So I didn't race to find it on Netflix after I saw that video. <laughs> I didn't want to waste any of my time because it seemed like just I wanted something different. I wanted them to. I don't know. I don't about, know what I wanted. What? What do we? I don't want know what I wanted different? either. 
like what do we want them just to play golf like like they normally do and that's what we always bitch about this too stale i don't know it's, what do, what do it's we like want? dealing with luca he doesn't want what you give him but he doesn't know what he wants and then he's pissed mm-hmm. off about it so that's us uh, right now talking about this like what thing, do we yeah. want them to do just go golf who knows cool well, i wanted them to drive i don't know i thought maybe i wanted them to drive like f1 cars down the car path like let's see how fast <laughs> they can actually do this whole um speaking of F- f1 easton showed me this tiktok tonight that said like the ticket price is like 80 percent down from what they were and like they're not selling any tickets and people are like pissed about it for sure because people are outside again nobody gives a shit about what's on tv and the fact that like the states every race is on at three or four in the morning you're never gonna be able to keep that audience it's not sustainable. I mean, yeah, they they have two more races than two years ago in the States. So, like, that's what they have to do to keep that population happy. But, but like, like, I've they're like falling off, too. All the, all the uh, glass, like, on the bridges going across, like, they, they block them all off because people can't watch from anywhere where you didn't pay for a ticket. So, people, like, ripping that stuff off. Yeah. I don't know. It seems pretty messy. I don't know. Seems like you get tickets for pretty cheap right now. I will predict that there is max one more race in Vegas. Max. I don't think so, man. I think it's got to happen every year. I think it's it's going to be forced. You think so? I think so. Man, they just put in like a crazy amount of money into the infrastructure there to have it. Did you see that? They said that uh, like the paddock is like three football fields long. But, that, I mean, like, that's Vegas. Like, everything's got to be so extravagant. Like, they're going to shoot themselves in the yeah. foot. Like, I don't think it's going to be as big a draw to Vegas as it is. But then, again, you'll get 100 or 200 celebrities that blow a shitload of cash and make it all worth it. So, I don't know. Plus, man, when we went, like, I, I think I told it on here, but, I mean, this was supposed to be even more than that. And, like, when we went, like, a hat was $120 and, like, a hoodie was, like, 300 and like, yeah, you went peak season. Everybody yeah. had one on. It's decked Every out. single person has completely decked out. Like everyone was wearing a thousand bucks worth of clothing. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think that. Uh, I don't think that celebrities are gonna like keep showing up. The, like celebrities aren't the ones who are the trendsetters. They just like see what everybody likes, and then they spend their money and be there and like try to be the cat's ass. Like. They're not really the ones. No, they get if, paid if to go there. Stop paying t- What's that? They get paid to go there, like appearance fees and shit. Mm, do they? I don't know. I would think like I a think good majority really of ones. No, maybe not like. Yeah. yeah. I would think so. Anyway. I don't know. Who knows? Not me. Speaking of infrastructure, uh, I'm gonna do a brief pause on around the greens. This is part of it, but from. Uh, myself, I'm sure you had this on your list too, drums. But did you see the roof collapse at the TGL dome? Mm-hmm. When I first saw the picture, I thought it was like the actual golf dome in Winnipeg. So did I. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see what happened? I don't know. There's enough. There's enough money around there that it'll be fixed. There won't be an issue in January. Yeah. 
It said there. It said it's supposed to cause a delay in the so? in the season. That's what it's uh, oh, two reports that I read said that, and it was because of a power outage and like everything was being held up by air. So then, when the power oh, cut out, okay. the air stopped going, and then it just collapsed. I guess air was holding like one it of up. Those, like one of those inflatable Santas. Yeah, Precisely. air goes, Santa goes. The waving guys. Gotcha. Yeah, it says, guys. Um, I I heard that it was. Uh, you'd think that in Florida, an overnight it, failure to the temporary power system during the construction phase caused deflation and damage to the air-supported dome section of the site. At this time, while we assess the damage is too early to determine the impact of our timelines, there were no injuries and no technology was impacted. Other work on site is continuing. I mean, it's probably true. It just sounds a little bit weird. Like, they couldn't foresee that happening if the power goes out. The dome collapses. Like, who built the fucking thing? The air-supported dome will be 75 feet high. Air-supported dome. dome. I don't get that. Something's fishy there. I think it was Hurricane John Rahm that blew through. He bailed on them. (laughs) They're toast. And they're trying to blame it on... uh... Holy God. Look into stuff more. It probably just collapsed. (laughs) (laughs) Things are allowed to happen on their own. Uh, to finish, to finish <laughs> up on the genre. Netflix Cup. To finish up on the Netflix Cup, uh, JT and Carlos Sainz won it, uh, and then proceeded to break the trophy into six or seven pieces. Carlos Sainz dropped it. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, he he was like, he was so heartbroken, and nobody else gave a shit around him. So um, that oh, might nice just be the end of the Netflix Cup. What's that? It was an accident? Yeah, like I think it just slipped out of his hand or uh, maybe bumped something. Who dropped it? Carlos. Carlos Sainz. <laughs> Carlos Sainz. What a beauty. Yeah. Uh, the Brian Bros. Uh, I think we've talked about them maybe once or twice on here. Uh, YouTube uh, content creators, golfers. I don't know what you label these people anymore. Uh, but they actually um, made the cut at a PGA Tour event, both of them, uh, last week at the Bermuda Championship. Uh, and now they are headed to the first leg of Q School. So, um, do you guys think more of these content creators? I know yesterday, Jory, you uh, fired off that DOD thing stuff. So, it looks like these content creators are going to start um, taking advantage of sponsors, offering them sponsors' exemptions, as they should. Uh, it's just going to bring more and more eyes to, again, we'll, we'll call them lesser events or maybe uh, weaker events with where they might be the shining star at an event. I mean, they made a movie about, about this back in uh, 1997, I think, titled Happy Gilmore. Way earlier. Seven might be Tin Cup. It was earlier than that? Five might be Happy 96, oh, I bet. I'd say 96. But, I mean, yeah. it was the exact same thing. Like, if if the social media would have been around when a guy was hitting the ball 400 yards, when everybody else was sitting at 250 yards, I know it's a movie, but you know what? It's the same thing. Like, people actually went to the events. They were paying for tickets to see this guy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's exactly what's happening with the YouTube stuff. And I think it'll just get crazier and crazier as we go along here. I also feel like these guys uh, who are who are doing it on YouTube are like uh, 
like they could do it as a full-time job now, so they have more time to do it. So they're doing it every day. So they're actually playing every day, which is making them well, they're better. Not grinding, they're not grinding and struggling for cash either, right? Right. Like they're making millions off their YouTube. They're making more money on YouTube than they would ever make in a, on a tour. Right. So now they have that luxury of uh, just taking that time to practice it better. So I, I can see it's going to be like a... I hope it doesn't turn into like an avenue, like a a more traveled avenue. I think you just kind of need those outliers. I don't want, and we're we're seeing it more and more. But like a million different golf content creators, and they're all kind of giving you the same thing. There won't be. There can't be. We're fucking part of now, I guess. Well, kind of in a way, but I mean, we don't. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to explain. There's there's a lot of room for it out there because golf's growing so fast and so sharply um but no sorry keep going i just that oh. triggered a memory oh um yeah i mean i don't think we'll ever get to the situation where it's like i there's too many people doing this now like the thing is if is if people aren't watching it, then people aren't going to be able to do it for a living. So it's, you know, it's nobody's going to jam anything down your throat. If you want to watch golf, you're going to be able to find golf. If you don't want to watch it, if you're tired of watching it, watch something else. Like, you know, so it'll survive as long as people are watching, I think. American Idol of golf. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun, actually. Right? That's one thing that they need. They need to bring. They need to bring back the big break. That was a lot of bees. And that's what they need the big break for, and have these personalities on. Yes. Like, could you imagine Dod King on Big Break? Be hilarious. Well, and a lot of them have different. They're not like really well-rounded golfers. A lot of them are like either long drive hitters, or they're really good. They're hit it off the deck, etc. You know, or they're really good short game. I think that would be something that people would actually really enjoy is like stuff like that instead of what, you know, making them go to a PGA tour event and get demolished by everybody. Yeah, it's Mac exactly. Bushy's weak spot. Uh, mustache growing. Like, do you think it's putting? Like, do you think he's a shitty putter? Like, question. he hits the ball know, wherever. Disgusting, man. Wherever you want. And I, just, he I now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember a video of him putting. Yeah, he like posts the odd one of him <laughs> making them, but like, right? I don't know, man. Like, it has it's to be confused. because he can just shake the shit out of it both ways off the tee. Maybe his weakness is just hitting it straight, but like he does that the odd time too. I don't know, man. <laughs> but then it, it also just goes to show you how good all those pro golfers are that. Right. They could do that stuff probably. And too. even the guys that we don't know their name. Right. Yeah. Yes. 100%. More so. Man. Like right? on every tour, every tour there is. On the mini tours. Like right. you, you could go out and golf with one of those guys and you'd be absolutely blown away. I feel like mm-hmm. it's the one sport that's like, like if, if an amateur tried to play on a tour with any of those guys, you'd get absolutely blown out of the water. Not the one sport, but like no. the one sport that you don't really realize how good those guys are. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Uh, let's um, keep it moving. And, another, 
Yeah, another name that we've never heard of before, uh, but Thursday set a PJ Tour course record, or not a course record, but a tour record. Uh, Adam Long set the record for hitting 69 fairways in a row. 69 fairways in a row. That is. Yeah, he hit every fairway at the nuts. tournament. The, at the tournament uh, the weekend before at Tiger's Course, they hit every fairway. Yeah. What's your guys' record? You think? Three. Four? How <laughs> 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 insane! That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane. Sixty-nine uh, fairways in a row. Imagine how dialed that is. Yeah, the previous record was 48, so this guy's had it for a couple of weeks. Uh, but it finally, he he missed the fairway, so that ends it. Uh, our boy Monday Q. This was a good one. Uh, so last week, Ryan messaged Phil, Phil Mickelson, if you've heard of him. Uh, messaged Phil, asking if he would have any interest or if he would be available uh, to lend some help to his boy, Mark Baldwin. Uh, who was just getting started uh, preparing for Q school. Very shortly after even sending the message, Phil text back, said, yep, let's set something up. Uh, so they set up a nine-hole um, round. I don't know if it was like an actual match or if it was just a round, but they set up a nine-hole round. Uh, after that round, Phil invited Mark back to uh, his property where he's got like a practice facility as property. Uh, they worked on his game for most of the day there. And then the next day, they went and played 18. Um, so Mark himself even called this like the coolest, most unbelievable experience of his golfing career. And this is a guy that played on the PGA Tour and had some decent success as a professional. But just getting that, like, I don't even know, like, what do you call that? Like some help, coaching, whatever it is, some mentorship from Phil, uh, just a little feather in his cap. And like Ryan said in his tweet, this is partially who Phil is. He is a good fucking dude at points. Which goes against the kingdom. Huh? Re- Reggie Reggie told a story about Phil, about some fans winning a contest and he like wanted to bet them and then he didn't finish the round or something. So, I mean, you have to wonder after hearing both sides of that, if the story that Reggie heard is maybe falsified a little bit, or if Phil has just grown up and sees things differently, acts differently, uh, more to prove in the golf world than he did then. Tough to say. What do you think, Reggie? Yeah, probably that. I don't know. I, I would say that I what I thought, honestly, when I saw it, and maybe I'm wrong for thinking it, it's just like, Monday Q is kind of like uh he's not a huge deal in the golf world right now, but it's an end to, I mean, he was on that fire pit collective. Fixing his image. It's an in. He asked him so for Phil to, maybe his publicist was like, hey, go do this for 24 hours and then it'll make you look like, I. but maybe that's not right. Maybe, maybe it's just he did it out of, out of being a good guy. I, I mean, I've never sat down with Phil. I've never, gone for coffee with him. All that I know about him is what I hear from other people. So, I mean, I heard one story that way and then I heard this. So it's tough to really, 
put a finger on it, but yeah, it's cool either way. It's really good for that Baldwin yes. either way, regardless of how the story, yeah, I think it would why be a, it happened or how it happened. It's still sick. I think it would kind of be a mixture of how you mentioned, like if the plug just kind of first got wind of it, I'm sure Phil doesn't have, um, he's not the first one checking his DM. Um, you don't I think, think? publicist or somebody. I don't think so. I think somebody goes through I mean, them and rifles through them. Oh, maybe them. he definitely tweets though. He does. No, hundred percent. He does. Uh, and then would have been like, Hey, this would be a good idea to maybe help an image. Not, not necessarily clean it up, but help an image. Reggie, how reliable was your uh, source? They golfed to them. Like the people who told you this yeah, story. I mean, like that kind of... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> this is hard. There's like a slight delay, hey? Yeah, it's okay. It's throwing me off big time, but it's okay. It was actually Farnsy's dad's buddy, I'm pretty sure. Like, good buddy. So that's not who told you then. Farnsy's dad did. Yeah. His not the buddy, buddy but or you're playing telephone. Yeah. You're playing telephone, Reggie. And I actually Yeah, but you don't know like his mom could have details of it. <laughs> yeah, but his mom could have died or somebody something could have happened. He had to peace out. You don't nobody knows that. That's true. And that's why you should never, ever, ever not I don't mean to be a a weenie here but and this is a message for myself too when i say things like this i'm saying it to myself too but you should never judge somebody strictly by one story you heard about them from somebody else mm-hmm. or even like a ah, whatever we'll carry on yeah uh actually we'll keep on phil for a moment here uh the pga tour announced that they plan to offer its members an equity stake in the new for-profit entity that is being formed. Um, our boy Phil had a comment on that, of course. Uh, what an amazing change of philosophy in just two years. Jay Monahan said in October 21 that if it's not owned and controlled by the PGA Tour, it would be viewed as hostile. And <laughs> Phil continued on, went on to thank Liv, the Piff, and his excellence, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> Uh, and all the players willing to stand up in disparagement to force this positive change on tour. He's just going to dig the knife and twist it every chance he, he gets. It. And you it. know what? I do the exact same thing. He's not even being like that crazy. No, he could be a lot worse than he's being. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Have you guys ever played pickleball? No. Do you think you could beat the number one? Do you think you could? Yeah, I'm with you. Do you think you could beat the number one uh, player in the world? (laughs) In a rally. (laughs) Scotty Scheffler sure did. It looked like he beat the wheels off that guy. Uh, so I thought he be, he won like the entire match. I just found out like an hour ago that it, it was just a rally. He didn't actually win the match, Scotty, against uh, yeah, it's just the one number rally, one but... football there. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was wild. Uh, um, the PGA Tour 
announced that their app uh, now lets you add, um, I'm not sure how many, but I think it's up to five uh, golfers to your lock screen. Uh, so it's gonna make it a lot easier to, to track through tournaments. You just put your favorites on your lock screen, pour up, they're right there for you. Next up, we got our boy. We talked about him when uh, when it happened, but he's a free man. He's out. Just released. <laughs> and he's not a fugitive either. This is legal. Angel Cabrera, former Masters champion, uh, is fresh out of a 30-month stint in prison in, uh, where was he? Argentina and Brazil. I think he did uh, a stay in both, which, holy shit. I don't think you could pick two worst countries to get locked up or thrown in the clink in. What was the uh, second? But one? he is starting to. I think he was in Brazil first, and then got extradited to Argentina. Yeah, and Brazil is no joke for for prison. Uh, but he's starting to make his uh, his comeback tour attempt. Uh, he'll probably end up on the on the champions. I think he's kind of past that age. I think even when he won the Masters, he was quite old, forty mid. Mid mid forties? I'm not sure how old he is. But yeah, he'd be mid fifties now, I would say. Yeah. So uh he's definitely gonna be working on do you think you get exemptions onto the champ you have to, right? Onto the champions tour? Prison exemption? Do you think if works. you Yeah, like do you if think you, if you get arrested you lose you're a, those? If you're a fel yeah, if you're a felon, do you have to give give that up? I don't think they're given huh. exemptions for that personally, but I don't know for sure. No, not exemptions for that, but do you think you lose your exemptions if you go to jail? Oh. No, I'm not saying he <laughs> he gets to go play in tournaments because he beat the piss out of his wife and, and did a 30-month stint. You won. Like, that's not why. <laughs> hey, he couldn't make it last year because he was serving time. We'll, we'll let him in. Dolly probably gas that. Uh, quickly, another pause here, drums. Uh, I listened to a podcast the other day. Speaking of prisons, so this guy was traveling to, I believe it was Afghanistan or Iraq, one of the two, and he was looking into starting like a gold mining company there. Uh, well, super interesting story. Anyways, this guy's kind of crazy, but so they they took him into jail. And his whole experience of being in jail was like completely reverse of what I, it was like the Taliban that captured this guy. And his experience in, in jail there was the complete opposite of what I would have thought it would be. I expected like torture, um, you know, physically, emotionally, all this kind of stuff. But he said it was like, it was basically outside in a jungle and the guards were like his bros um, he was doing different things with them. He could pr pretty much do whatever he wants. They're like invited him to come back uh, in a year from now. Like it's, it's a pretty crazy come story. Back. honestly. Um, if I remember, I'll put it in the chat or in the description for people to listen to. It's just a kind of a cool story that, uh, you know, no real, no real moral of the story there. Just something that, you know, might change your perspective a little bit on different things. So uh, if I remember, I'll do that. But I, I thought I'd share that about the, Taliban prison. So maybe Argentina and Brazil like, aren't that bad. Have you seen like the prisons in, I think it's like Sweden and Finland and stuff like that. So they just look like $3,000 a month apartment.
apartments that you find yeah. in the city. Like it's just crazy. A little different than ours. Reggie would know. <laughs> uh, we're gonna quickly move on here. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the next one I got, uh, and we've talked about this gentleman before on here uh, when he first kind of started his comeback tour on the PGA uh, early on in our history. Uh, but Will Wilcox, uh, he had a drug issue and was doing a little bit of a comeback. He had some exemptions that he, he got on tour. Um, but this one is uh, Four Plays YouTube show, uh, the Four Play podcast from Barstool. They have a YouTube show with uh, one of our favorites, Dan Rappaport. Uh, he's probably, if not the best, probably this in the top three uh, of coverers of the game. Uh, and he does a little interview play show uh, on there called uh, Nine at Mine, where he goes to whoever he's interviewing. He goes to their course and plays nine holes at their course. Uh, and he had Will Wilcox on. Uh, and it's just an awesome interview. He's just an absolute beauty. He reminded me so much, so much of uh, Ryan Horn. It's just crazy how kind of really? parallel a lot of their um, – Drums froze. Reggie leaves. I guess I'll just talk to myself. The redemption of, oh, of drums go, back. going through a lot of issues uh, with drug abuse. Um, just a general partier. Got kicked out of school. Um, so definitely check that one out. It's about an hour long, uh, but great stories of his, his upbringing. Uh, he had kind of one of those angel investors who helped him out when he first turned pro. Um, didn't have to pay for, for very much at that time. So. Um, it was cool. Awesome, awesome interview. Uh, I hope he does a lot more of these with kind of just beauties of the game. Like this, he he calls Danny, uh, or Rappaport calls Wilcox the most interesting man in golf. Uh, and he's got a pretty, pretty awesome story to back it up. You know what? Sorry, Drums, what was that on? Is this just YouTube or? It's, it's on YouTube, yeah. Just four yeah. plays YouTube channel, I guess. Boxy um, was telling me that uh, Will Wilcox was on a podcast. I don't know if it was – I think he was actually on uh, Monday Q's podcast. He said it was absolutely incredible to hear his story and just like – Awesome. Was it Oxy that he was hooked on? Yes. Yep. Oxy yeah. Kitten. And like – Thanks a lot, uh, Robert, whatever his name is. Um, But like his – like he wasn't like doing an insane amount of drugs. He just did them, just liked them, like the party. Like he was just a party guy in school. Like he didn't really do anything like super crazy. He just was always down to party, just have good time, Charlie. Um, so no, he's an absolute beauty. Uh, his he so like he's Sanjay's caddy, but like they can't speak, right? Like he doesn't speak Korean, and he doesn't really speak much. So it's right. just uh, it's it, it, like it has to be insanely tough to be a caddy of a golfer. Uh, but Sonny seeked him out. He was caddying for like another buddy on tour, and Sonny seeked him out and uh, was like, "Yeah, come along." Um, they played some college events together, uh, knew each other that way, and Sonny picked them up, and they've just been cruising since. Um, he says that I don't know. He might be the funniest person on the planet, judging by the rest of the Koreans out there. 
because every time they come around, they're just pissed in their pants laughing. So I don't know what he's saying. He might be chirping me the whole time, but he sounds like he might be a, a funny bugger in Korea. <laughs> so Will Wilcox is Sonny's caddy? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why. Just, just, just started this year. Uh, like got picked up this year. It said he, uh, he and spent then, a million bucks on heroin, hey? I didn't hear that. That's what he said in the, in the interview. All right. So he did like to party a lot more than he might have. <laughs> he said he's a PGA <laughs> player with a drug drug addiction. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then it was, um, I forget who, but another player uh, told him to come play like this cash game he was playing. Uh, and then the guy's like... After when he got to the to the tee box, he's like, "Yeah, no, I I played on tour last week. Like I'm a tour professional." And the guys that he was playing were like, "No, nah, no, nah, whatever. You're just like a teaching pro. Thought he was bullshitting with them." Uh, so he mopped these guys, and and then like a cash game, and they're like, "No, we're not fucking paying you. Like you you sewered us." And so like they blocked him in, took all the shit out of his car, left his golf clubs, and right. <laughs> fucked off. Yeah, like it's just crazy. So he's That's got wild. some stories, that boy. Yeah. Is he is he making a comeback or? No, he's just gonna caddy. Loves caddying. Absolutely loves caddying. He says. Hmm. He picks a good guy, I think, to get on his bag. Yeah, jump on that train. Who caddied for uh, Sunday before? We talked about this on here before. Oh, Alvin Choi, eh? Canadian. Canadian. And then we're going to wrap it up uh, with this one. Reggie, Jorah, I wanted to mention it before we got going, but we dicked around too much. Uh, but if you can pull up the Carl video. Yeah, I, ha- I sent it to the drive. We can quickly uh, toss it back to him. But Reggie, give us uh, give us what, give us what the setup here. What are we doing? This guy, Do you want to see what he looks like, down, Reggie? We got to wrote, wrote down that pure electricity. That's all. That's all I've got to go on here. So. Reggie, Do you guys know who Carl Yuan is? No. Not by name. <laughs> he had a different name before. That's why I was confused. I was like, I saw Carl Yuan on the on the leaderboard, and I'm like, what? Like, it's like a Tom Kim type deal. Here's your that's video, what, Reggie. That's what it brought up as? Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Hang on. Oh yeah. Pure electricity, absolutely. <laughs> wow. This when we promised the 150 episode we'd have something special. Tonight's been the this wildest is it. episode this of the is year. It. <clears throat> Look at this video, man. Look at this guy. This is the guy that finished oh, third we're not the watching it on your Yeah, just send me the YouTube video, Reggie. I did. Quit. <laughs> no. This is him, man. This is the. Yeah, yeah, but I can't see it. We can't see it. We can't see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he changed his name. What was his old name? I Like some kind of Chinese name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look at him walk this putt in. The guy's an absolute. <laughs> Legend, and he finished what third place in the weekend. Uh, 
so anyways, it was like he was lead or he stuck like three iron cuts <laughs> tight, and I didn't see his swing when he when he was hitting them. And it's like, oh, Carl, you on if he could putt today, like he'd be he'd be near the top leaderboard. All of a sudden, it shows his drive on eighteen, and he like finishes one hand and like falls completely backwards. I'm like, that's that guy. <laughs> he finished third place on the weekend, man. He's like absolutely buzzing. Yeah, that, that's the guy. Like he hit another player like with his yeah. club. Like yes, finished, yes, that's right? the guy, yeah. man. And he finished third place on the weekend. He's like dialed. If he could have putt, he would have won. Well, he must like have some game if he's, if he's been you in the on, PGA. Well, you look on up Yechen. what he was called before that. That's it. Yuan Yechen. This is a new uh, American name, Carl. Carl. Yeah, he just switched to Carl. Okay, so let me ask you this. Should we have Carl Yuang? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Should Juan, we have Carl Yuan um, in place of the I for the – King Golf logo. Should we have his follow? Oh, that'd be that? sick, man. <laughs> <laughs> like they showed it and then they broke it down, and it's actually like his backswing's like perfect. And then he finishes and hits the ball. And then all of a sudden both of his feet are in the air. And he finishes one hand and like the driver just goes like way out. it's like nuts, man. And I, I did see like chucking a, I, darts. I did see a breakdown where it was slow mo too, and it was like up to here and down to here. It's absolutely perfect to like a millimeter before impact, and then it and then like he just skipped. like explodes. It like it skipped, just goes yeah, nuts. it skipped to like a foot past the ball, and he was like this. Yeah, it's like he was handling a grenade and just get the fuck out of here. So uh, one lesson tonight: if you send a video and you click share from YouTube to Drive. It uh, just sends the the text version of it because that's what I did. Yeah, well, no, I did it during the show, so I don't know. can't guarantee you did it correctly. <clears throat> Not gonna work out, so we won't be using Drive from now on. We'll get it figured <laughs> out. Maybe episode one fifty one will figure it. Okay, drums. Does that conclude around the greens? Well, that's got her, boys. Good saggy. All right. Fix your divots tonight. Fix your divots. Brought to you by the best golf tour on this side of the border. What do you say? Probably. The Prairie Scratch Tour. Manitoba's best golfers competing for numerous titles throughout the summer. Um, All across Manitoba, they're hopefully going to move a little bit west. Um, start playing the Oak Islands, the Weed Cities, our favorite courses around here. They're kind of limited to the city and outskirts of the city so far. But uh, we got a bunch of Westman guys going in there on weekends to play against these guys. They're putting up some good scores, good results. It's great to see. And so Prairie Scratch Tour is uh, the sponsor of Fix Your Divots. Great guys doing great things. And uh, Reggie is playing in a tournament next year. So we'll see which one. Maybe we'll do a poll for which one Reggie should play in. Ooh. Well, I just had an idea. Okay. I'm down yeah. a, a three-quarter uh, glass of wine, and I'm starting to get ideas. All right. What about a Ryder Cup within the city limits versus rural? 
in Manitoba. Well, you know what? Ten years ago, I would have said that Rural would get absolutely stomped, but I don't. I don't think that's the case anymore. Still, they might, but still you'd might have, to have the. You'd have to have the event to know. But I think that uh, Team Westman would put up a much bigger, better fight than they would have ten years ago. I think. Yeah, I think Anyways, that'd be a cool event. That would be a cool event. Maybe every year. And do like a home and home. Yeah. And do tryouts or like you get your points. Uh, points based system goes towards the uh, the team if you make the squad let or not. The, that'd be cool. Let the Prairie Scratch Tour. Yeah. Let the Prairie Scratch Tour come out to this side or vice versa. These guys start going in there. You compete in the events, get certain points, and then flip flop. Just like flip the Ryder Cup. I was One thinking year. Patty Laws Tour, but I think it's more inner club than it is. Yeah. Same idea, though. Yeah, uh, good idea, Reggie. Out. Maybe we'll uh, reach out to Jordy with that idea. Anyways, thanks to Prairie Scratch Tour. Keep up the great work. Check out their Instagram page uh, and sign up for a tournament next year. Why not? Maybe you'll see Reggie out there playing. Drums, what's the fixture divot segment tonight? Uh, this one came from, I don't have my access, but I think it came from our boy G off. Oh, yeah. Davidson. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Uh, and he says, and I love his verbiage here, uh, Hardos looking for their ball that they pump 200 yards into the bush. Completely agree. Times I am that Hardo, just give me a walkthrough of the first three feet of the bush. After that, I'm good. Um, you never know. Sometimes a miracle could happen. I agree. Has never, has never, but uh, it could. <laughs> but I'm with you. I'm uh, I'm with them. If if you shit pump one that has absolutely no chance, tee it up again. Like let's quit wasting time working for balls. Um, even during like men's night, it's a thing. We got to start clocking guys or something. Everybody's got to be cognizant of how long they're spending looking for a goddamn ball. I always like look. I always like look and see like uh, if there's an opening. Yeah. Close to where I hit it, I just like walk there quickly and just do like a quick circle there and just see if I could see it in the open. Because I feel like sometimes it's there and you're like, well, if I would have went over there, I would have known. Right. So it's just a quick. You, but if it's like a fully treed hole and there's no openings anywhere, and guys right. trudge through the bush to go look for their ball that was like thirty yards into the bush, like what are we doing here? You're not going to find it. If you do, what are you going to do? And then mm-hmm. on top of that. If they find it in the bush, and then they just take it out for one, and they're like, oh, it's just one stroke, right? You don't have the heart to tell them, no, that's not how golf works. So you let it happen. So now you just have to wait for them to go deep in the bush. They 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 found their ball 30 yards into the bush that was gone, and then they bring it out for one stroke, and it's like, okay. Is that the same top flight five you were using before you went in there? I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the same way. I go in there quickly. Uh, even if I – the worst thing is I never find my ball. I never I find, find everybody my ball. Else's. I find every – yes, I find everybody else's. I don't know what it is. I think it's because as soon as I hit it and it's a bad shot, I don't really watch it. Yeah, and then when it's somebody else, I know exactly where it is and I can find it easily. Um, but I'm with Reggie here. Like, I'll look in the bush quickly and kind of scope out an area of, like, where I would want it, where I'd want to find it. If it's not there, it's done. Like, I mean, 
especially in bush like Carberry. Um, Gilbert has some bush like that. Dauphin Lake, a thicker bush. Like you're not getting it out of there. So don't even, what's the point? You might get poison ivy yeah. too. Um, so look in the spots where you might want it to be. If it's not there, move on. And to piggyback uh, kind of on that, though, sir. No, go ahead, because I'll round it out with something. So if someone like looks for, like three minutes inbounds, and then like goes and spends another five looking out of bounds, like what are you actually looking for out of bounds for? Find yeah, the ball. I don't get that. Yeah, find the ball. Okay, but like don't waste yeah. eight minutes of everyone else's time to find your ball. If you yeah, want the ball, you, you know it's out of bounds. Go there. Like yeah. Um. So that was uh, Fix Your Divots, Prairie Scratch Tour, Jeff Davison. And should give a shout-out to Jeff, too. I texted him today, actually. Um, he's got a new new uh, Instagram page as well, uh, in addition to Benji. Jeff's is called Manitoba Hunting Challenge. Really good account on Instagram. It's at Manitoba Hunting Challenge. Um, he kind of just documents his, uh, all the different things he's hunting for, fishing for. He's a pretty entertaining guy. I'm not a big hunter myself. I'm learning a few things and being entertained, which is exactly what I look for in an account. So shout out to Jeff for, uh, Manitoba hunting challenge. And for yeah, the fixed divots. A, I actually followed him today because I got such a kick out of his video that he posted today. With his broken ankle? Oh my God. He's talking about this guy that fell out of a tree stand and he's like going on about how he just hurt his ankle and how it could be much worse. And he like pans the camera around and he's, he's in a walking boot. (laughs) (laughs) Also, is there any way to make this thing stylish? (laughs) He's got a good sense of humor. Yeah. I got a good kick out of it. Okay. Reggie for the main event tonight. uh, We're, Oh. Running a little bit short on or long on time, not short on time, but I yeah, want to uh, go through this in good time. So even if we have to do it for, you know, half an hour here, 20 minutes, there's no sense rushing it. Let's do this right. And uh, let's see what you guys have. So Reggie, what is tonight's Reggie stroke saver? <clears throat> the title is uh, the title of the show tonight is know thyself. At the end of each season, I take a pencil and paper and, and make a brutally honest appraisal of the state of my game. If you're serious about wanting to improve your play, you should do the same thing. Divide your game into the following categories. Driving, fairway woods, long irons, mid irons, short irons, wedges, bunker play, chipping, putting, and scrambling. Once you complete this list, give yourself a handicap in each area. If you're a 15 handicap overall but have a reputation as one of the best putters in your club, give yourself a 0-5 to handicap. But be honest on the other side, too. If bunkers have you completely baffled, don't rate yourself better than a 30 in the sand. This exercise, in honesty, will do two things for you. It will instill you with a feeling of confidence in the areas that are relatively sound, even if you already have that confidence. The exercise of actually writing a low number next to your strengths will further reinforce that feeling. Two, By coldly and candidly recognizing your weaknesses, you'll be able to take the first step towards strengthening them. From this point, you can establish a game improvement agenda for the next season. Lessons needed, drills, a practice program, workout plan, etc. Also, talk about about writing things you did well at the end of the year. Swing adjustments, 
routine additions, swing thoughts, etc. Man, I didn't know how that was going to go after this three quarter cup of wine, but not bad. Got her, baby. Not bad. And that was from uh, Greg Norman's book titled. Oh, I didn't have that on here. Sorry. Yeah, I should have put that on there. Sorry. Uh, Greg Norman's book. I think it's 100 Lessons About Golf. Anyways, that's where it's from. So <clears throat> basically what we're going to do, we're going to chat about ours quickly. And uh, we encourage you at home to write down. We did the exercise ourselves. It is kind of interesting. I've never done this before. I've never looked at my golf game from like such a microscope, you know? like how'd you how you been playing lately decent what what's good what's bad but you don't really like go line by line and and see you know what you're saying about yourself so it was an interesting exercise to do i thought anyways yeah um i'll kick things off here tonight sorry before you do uh what do we got for category like what are we kicking off like uh per the category what you gave yourself yeah and how many do we have one? Ten. I'm missing one. Fuck. Drivers, fairway woods, long iron, mid iron, short iron, wedges, bunker, chipping. Oh, scrambling. Yeah. Scrambling you missed. Scrambling eggs. Are you guys good at scrambling eggs? I hate you eggs. You hate eggs? I'm a scratch. I'm a scratch at scrambling. What the hell's wrong with you, Reggie? Um, okay, I'll st- I'll start things off because I never start things off. So let's uh, let's go through Jor's game. Brutally honest assessment of my golf game. Actually, there's nothing crazy on here. So I gave myself basically as like a I would say I'm about a four to eight handicap depending on you know what app you're using or whatever. Um, so I kind of went off of that, and so my I ranked my driving as a seven handicap. Fairway Woods, five handicap, long irons, seven handicap, mid irons, which is my highest number here, 15, which hurt to put down, uh, short irons, eight, and then wedges, five, bunkers, three, chipping, three, putting, seven, and scrambling, zero. And I noticed because... My mid irons is a 15. It balances out with my scrambling and chipping as a three and a zero. That's kind of my highlights of my games. And I would put your I would put your driving higher than what you have it as, but well, I mean it's better than it was. Uh, not higher, I guess. I, I lower, I guess. Sorry, not higher. Yeah, I mean you, your driving your driving is definitely like. Wait, but it, is it like a, a low? golfers? Yeah, maybe. Probably. A, what did you have? A ten? Uh, seven. I had a seven handicap. Close. Yeah, I'd say it's probably between. Like I, I'm an, I'm a five to I'm nine, driving like in, something like that. What's that? Like I think at best that you're a five. Yeah. Driving at worst, you're a nine. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
I would say I'm average for like my handicap. I'm I drive it as has how a four to eight handicap would drive it. I think, and I never used to, so maybe that's why it seems like it's better now. Uh, right. But you know, that's where I'm at. So, what do you guys have? Uh, you want me next? Go ahead, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a 16 handicap. For driver, I got 23 to 25 handicap. That's definitely the worst portion of my game. Uh, often talked about on here. Uh, Fairway Wood, 17. Um, long irons, I got 15. Mid irons, I got 12. Short irons, I got 12. Wedges, I got 12. Uh, bunkers, I've got 15. Chipping, I've got 12. Scrambling, I've got 6. And then putting, I've got 18. You have what for putting? 18. That's probably so pretty fair. Like, what's, like, what's the actual definition of a scramble? Like, for me, I take to the trees. If I hit this amazing shot, it ends up on the green and two putt. That's a scramble in my book. Yeah. yeah. Or is it more yeah. scrambling around the greens? I did miss the green. I made the up and down. Both. Par. Combination. Combination. Both? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So my scrambling is more, um, there's a lot more trees involved than just a, a scrambling around the green. I've got to make usually a decent shot to get <laughs> uh, back in play. <laughs> Um, and, uh, over the years, I've, I've grown pretty good at that. <laughs> Reggie? Uh, I kind of did like, uh, and I don't know. I, I, I struggled with this because like on a normal, on a yeah. normal year. So I did mm-hmm. for the first, for the first four, I would say like, uh, I did two separate ones. Yep. If that's fair. Yep. Like the last few years driving. I, I don't know. Like I still actually I'm gonna leave the driving the same. I would say probably five. I I I'm usually pretty good with the driver in my hand, and I'm probably a lot more I used to be a lot more uh gain a lot more birdies with my driver, but I hit just like a little cut or else straight now and it probably it doesn't gain me a whole lot of strokes, but it probably doesn't lose me a whole lot. I did top a few drives this year, which <laughs> was I, I would I would honestly the more that I go see like doctors and stuff, the more everything like the more I realized that it probably was just a one off year where yeah, it's probably it probably won't happen next sure. year. But anyways, driver. So I had driver uh uh at a five. Um fairway wood this year I had at a twenty to twenty-five. <laughs> Um, being truthfully honest, maybe there even a go. thirty. I I yeah. couldn't hit one, but that's okay. I Whoa. other years I I said about a five. Usually pretty good with my three wood, but not this year. Um, long irons I had a twenty this year, twenty to twenty five. Uh, other years I had seven to ten. It's it's not usually my like I I usually played about a I would say a one or two handicap, and it's usually. It's not great, but I'll still hit like the odd good shot. So I think that's still like a seven handicap, maybe. Uh, Mid irons, I had most, a ten. For the most part, year. like when you're driving it well, how long are you hitting a uh, a long iron? Like how often are you hitting a long iron to begin with? 
that's kind of the weakness around here is that the courses aren't really that long and I only play men's night. So we don't play from the tips on men's night. So you don't really have those. So it's tough to practice, but yeah. Um, mid irons. Uh, so what's that like from an eight to a six or a nine yeah. to a six? I would say actually this year on those irons, I had to kind of get them together. I would say probably like an eight or eight in that area. Um, Short irons, I gave myself a two to a two to a four, and then the rest is basically wedges. I I put scratch, uh, bunker scratch, chipping scratch, and then putting. I had ten, and then scrambling. I had scratch. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's pretty pretty well how I would have ranked it too. But it's it's good that you did it in two separate categories because, you know, you're not the golfer that you were this summer. And, I mean, we can talk about all, all we want. Yeah. So. The, the thing that I'm trying to be optimistic it. about it and talking, like I was talking to Foxy about it and I was talking before to, I forget who else I was talking to, is just that with everything else being so shitty, like I really had to lean on wedges and short game and bunker yeah. play and, and it's actually like that part's actually gotten kind of back where it used to be. So I think I'll be able to get back the long game, which I always had before. Yeah. I hope anyways, I got to put in more time next summer too. If I, you can't just go to the course hoping every week that things are going to get better without doing any work, which I did this whole year. So we'll see. It's going to be a good time. the hardest thing to obtain. Mm-hmm. So we got, uh, do you want to just maybe read the last paragraph there reggie like about uh what you can do for the confidence and the second part of that of like working on drills and stuff so basically so basically it's just uh this exercise in honesty will do two things for you you want me to read that yeah 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 yeah. one it will instill you with a feeling of confidence in the areas of your game that are relatively sound even if you already have that confidence, the exercise of actually writing a low number next to your strengths will re- will further reinforce that feeling. And two, by coldly and candidly recognizing your weaknesses, you'll be taking the first step towards strengthening them. From this point, you can establish a game improvement agenda for the next season. Lessons needed, drills, a practice program, workout plan, etc. Also talk about writing down things you did well at the end of the year. Yeah. So uh, swing a dr- Oh, sorry. No, do, do you think that it's do you think that it's worthwhile to reach out to somebody like DI and be like uh we went through this little exercise on the podcast we ranked our handicaps compared to these categories uh this is Reggie's weakness this is George this is Drum's weakness do you have any drills no, or anything that you can suggest for how to improve that I think that'd be fun It'd be worthwhile anyways, just to reach out and, and see what he says. And, you know, the nice thing now is that we have Evo golf, we have Shanks golf, we have Rossburn swingers club. Uh, We're going to be able to work on a few things this winter. So I think it's, uh, it's probably worthwhile setting up some sort of practice plan. And uh, I don't know. I just challenge anybody out there who's listening to this um, to do this yourself, driving fairway woods. I'm not going to repeat them. Um, we've been through them a few times, but just write it down. And there is actual, there is something about writing stuff down. I don't know what it is, 
uh, compared to computers, compared to just thinking it, but writing it down on pen and paper, there's something that connects more, I feel like, with your uh, with your noggin. So that's my two cents on it. Mm-hmm. I actually love this. Pretty cool. And it's, I'm, I mean, not as, I'm honestly not as far off um, as I thought I was to being where I want to be. Like if, if this is legit, like if this was actually tracked and these were like legit numbers, um, like obviously it shows you where your weaknesses are, weaknesses are, but how not far off you are. Like yep. if, if my goal would be to be a 12, the majority of my stuff is at a 12. I got three or four things. Focus on those. Yeah, not. Pretty easy, yep. pretty simple, pretty good drill. Love it. I was thinking that as you were reading drums, actually, that uh, the driver and the and what was the other one, the putting, maybe driver putting for sure. Yeah, but other than that, the, the majority. Fair, of years I think everybody in our area is going to have shitty fairway woods because of uh, the courses around here. You just don't use them as much. So why practice something that you're not going to actually need? Yeah, I understand that a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's try to keep this under an hour and a half. Um, Last thing I wanted to say here, uh, a couple things. I'm going to get this um, going on my phone here. Uh, But the first one is that I want everybody to uh, just stop and think about this for a second. So in the last couple weeks, um, I've had three phone calls with people who have um, lost a significant amount of money online um, in these different investment schemes and different AI tricks and technology. Uh, there's, there's lots of weird stuff going on on the internet right now. And it's not only like the 70 and 80 year old people who are falling for this kind of stuff. It's people like our age uh, in their forties, fifties. And so kind of what I want to just say here is that just Keep this stuff at the top of your mind. Just watch out for these things. Uh, Don't click anything that looks suspicious. Don't open any emails that look suspicious. Definitely don't send any money to anybody that you don't know, uh, which kind of seems like a no-brainer, but there's a lot of people. The people who rip people off are professional criminals. And so they know exactly what to do, what to say to get your money. And as soon as they have your money, you're never going to see it again. And I'm, I'm not talking about hundreds of dollars here. I'm talking about high tens of thousands of dollars that people are losing because they're falling for these things online. So what I want to say is just keep it top of mind. Um, I filmed the video on our 88 Sats channel today. Um, I'm going to put it in the description below. It just kind of talks about a few key things to watch out for anytime you're online. Um, you can't sleep on the stuff. It's only going to get it worse, I think, as the AI stuff advances. Um, and I also said that if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're sending money to somebody else online that you don't really know as part of like an investment um, company program, whatever it is, 10x your investment, I just want you to stop, take a second. And either call me, text me, email me, DM me, and just say, have you heard of this company? Are they legit? I'm not going to charge anything for it. I just don't ever want to have a phone call of somebody 
with somebody who lost their entire life savings to these fucking criminals online, it drives me nuts. So that's what I wanted to say on that. Um, check it out, share it, share it with everybody that, you know, it's like, a t- I'm, I wanted to keep it short intentionally. So people would actually watch it. So it's like a 10 minute video. Um, so that's that. definitely coming at um, like our parents age now. Yes. Yes. Like they're shifting into the old people, which is hilarious to tell them that. Uh, but no, like I had this pop up. I was talking to you kind of about it uh, a couple weeks ago, not long ago. My dad was like, Hey, let me know. We'll start, uh, we'll, we'll invest together in this quantum AI technology that Elon Musk's new thing. And I was like, well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty in tune with that dude. Like, I don't remember this. Don't do anything until I look into it. And like, as soon as you pull it up on online, you're like, oh, this is some bullshit. And so like, it was real quick. Tell me you did not give any money to anybody for this fucking site. Because it is bullshit. But it like... Sure enough, fair game to the to the hustlers too. Like they make uh, a lot of their shit look super super legit. Um, no, we're not giving them a no, shout out. Fuck them. Fucking crazy. And like you said, it, it's gonna, it's definitely gonna get worse. I don't know. I have I have some love for for, for some scammers. You target my parents, I'll fucking kill you. But uh, a bit of a scam, like not nothing crazy like that. But yeah, funny. I think like. Uh... I think it's going to get worse with people our age too, because um, everyone's in such a tight get crunch right now with money, and everything's going up so fast that they get rich quick. That they're putting people like, "Give us a thousand bucks, and we can turn it into this." And all of a sudden, that thousand bucks is like what this person was saving up for a long time, and all of a sudden, it's just gone and gone. And you know just what? Post. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly right. It's desperation. We're living in very hard economic times right now. Nobody wants to talk about it, but it's a reality. Um, and people get desperate. They want to turn $1,000 into $10,000, pay off their credit card that's been accruing and doesn't appear to slow down. Uh, and then they lose their money. And then what? They're back at their parents. They're doing drugs. They're committing crimes to try to get that money back. It's a very vicious cycle. When, when you start stealing money from hardworking people, it's a very vicious cycle. Okay. And so... I'm doing everything that I can here to try to slow it down a bit. But uh, anyways, um, I did want to give a shout out to uh, Dom, our buddy from Australia. So the Kingdom podcast is on the Fountain app, which we talked about uh, quite a bit on here. Haven't in a while, but it's a, a podcast app that you can listen to and earn free sats on. So Dom sent us a boost for last week's episode. You can send, uh, he sent a thousand sats in. And whenever you send a boost, you can actually add a comment on there as well. And so he said, great show, boys. Psychedelics are definitely getting talked about more and more. Might contribute to the great awakening. Highly recommend Golf in the Kingdom book for getting mindset right on the course. In hindsight, I'm pretty sure the author was on acid when he wrote that book. Definitely seemed like it. (laughs) Hell yeah. So shout out to Dom. Um, if you're listening to this, you should consider checking out the Fountain app. It's a really good way to earn some free sats just for listening to stuff that you would otherwise listen to. And uh, Golf in the Kingdom, that's his recommendation. Pretty good name, too, I must say. Unreal, I man. thought he was suggesting that we make a book called Golf in the Kingdom. Uh, Reggie, you get some acid, you start writing a book called Golf in the Kingdom. 
<laughs> I'd love All to right. see that. All right. Okay, drums, take us out of here, brother. Okay, we're out of here. I'm going to slowly proceed until one of you interrupt me, or if not, that's it. I'm going to hang up. All right, we're out of here. It's another week. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Peace out. If I make it back from the, from the U.S. Good luck, Reggie. Love you, boys. Talk soon. See you, boys. Peace.